Bickley and Marotta mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley Blast. Yesterday was 420, April 20th, and we all know what that means. It's the anniversary of Michael Jordan's 63-point playoff game in the Boston Garden, the game that truly launched a legend, which is why I heard from a lot of my Chicago Chicago homies last night. They all wanted to know if the guy torching the Clippers for 45 points looked familiar to me, and my answer was yes. Different, but same. To me, there are two main talking points coming out of Game 3 in Los Angeles. One is the mysterious injury that sidelined Kawhi Leonard and might be even more proof that the basketball gods are finally showing mercy to all of us in the Valley because all of the bad stuff seems to be happening to everyone else. The other is that the basketball gods might not even be a match for this Devin Booker right now that he is in the elite zone approaching a level of performance that cannot be denied. To me, it felt like Michael Jordan rarely ever left that zone. It was truly surprising on the rare nights he struggled, and Booker isn't on that level yet. He just doesn't have the consistency of greatness yet, but he's two for three in the playoffs, folks, and the longer he's time, the more he spends time in the current zone, the closer we all are to the greatest parade we have ever seen. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable. You can find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. Uh, all time, great performance. You know, playoffs like that on a road, game three, 45, with that efficiency, like, it's almost, I uh, expect stuff like this from him at this point in his career. But he set the tone, you know, getting to the rim, making plays for others, just controlling the whole game. And we don't need him to continue to do that going forward. Yeah, Devin Booker, uh, different level last night. 45 points on the night, 18 of 29 from the floor, 3 of 7 from three-point range. Uh, made six of his seven free throws, six rebounds, three assists, three steals, two block shots, and maybe more importantly, mm-hmm. and I thought this was a great point by Law Murray, zero turnovers in a game where, again, the Clippers' brand of defense was havoc. It was weird, taking weird... I've never seen a team try to challenge and block more shots from behind than the Clippers do. Their guards do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon does it. Russell Westbrook does it a lot. Uh, for the fact that he had no turnovers uh, with that kind of workload was just unbelievable. And uh, yeah. the Suns, you know, if he's not that good, we might be talking about the Suns being down 1-2 against the depleted been, Clippers team. Might have been one of the worst losses we've ever seen, given the fact that, that the Clippers had neither of their stars and the Suns had two of the greatest closers we've ever seen. Yeah, that would have been a real bad, bad deal. Here is something I want to add to the Devin Booker conversation that, because it came post-game of Game 2 in Phoenix. And Devin Booker, it was when Chris Paul was talking about the officiating, how the league knows what it is, but we can't become distracted by it. Near the end of it, Devin Booker said, he looked over at Chris Paul and said, we've got to hold each other accountable because we're the two guys who are the worst at it. And I thought to myself, holy smokes, this might be a real breakthrough here. Because Devin Booker, if if he starts to show that kind of emotional maturity and control, mm-hmm. nothing's going to stop him. And, and I've said this before. I love Chris Paul. I respect him to death. I, what he has brought to this team will never be forgotten in my mind. But but part of this 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 obsession with officiating flows right from him. 
And and I think it needs to be washed out of this program. And the way that Devin Booker answered that question post-game game two tells me that he's aware of it, that somebody has finally said the right words to them both, yes. that you two, you need to stop with this. That was eye-opening. Yes. When, when he chimed in and said, it's mostly us two, yes. so we need to hold each other accountable, you're like, okay. I was like, okay, (laughs) wow, this is really an honest-to-God breakthrough. And so I don't know if Chris Paul will ever change his mindset towards officiating, but if Devin Booker can get an added level of control to his game, there's no stopping him. He will be the best player in the NBA. Write it down. And it might be happening right now because after game one in which it was in, I don't know, he has been incredible. Yeah, the last two games, I mean... It, it, 38 it, and 45. Yeah, and you know, here we are, three games into this series, and there's been so much talk with Kawhi Leonard on one side and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the other. Who's the best player in the series? Devin Booker's been the best player on the floor in two straight games, and the Suns have won both of those games. And, you know, that guy over there, oh. Kawhi Leonard, who oh. is their best player, might not be back. Okay, and let's let's talk about that for a minute. Because coming into this series and into this postseason, we all know what happened to Devin Booker last year. I've talked about it repeatedly. This morning, do you know who's getting all the smoke? Kawhi Leonard's getting all the smoke. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith called him, what, the worst team? One of the worst superstars you can have on your team. Exactly. And it's his game is majestic and fabulous and, and unique, but what does it mean if you you can't play? What does it mean if you're tapping out of a playoff game like that? So so I think that everything that Devin Booker wants, it's starting to happen. And if he can stay in this zone, we talked about the levels of zones that he is in over the course of a season. How how if he can stretch this one out for a little bit, because because you know what's going to happen now. It, it, Ty Lue is they're going to. The KD game is probably Saturday. It's coming. Does it? It's coming. I think it's coming. But uh, is it coming in this series? But Devin Booker, he he split a double team for an easy layup last night. So they ran two guys at him, and he made them look stupid. Yeah, but you know, we talked with Kellen about this early in today's show in the six o'clock hour. Kevin Durant's presence has made things easier, and I think last night was a, was a really good example of that when Devin Booker taking advantage of it, and, and Booker talked about that after the game. I mean, in so many ways. Um, you know, you, you can't leave him. Obviously, he, he draws a lot of attention, and, you know, a lot of the buckets I scored, I went right to him right after and said, you open that up for me. Um, and, and he knows that. Um and, you know, I expect the Clippers to make an adjustment, try to take me away, and, you know, it'll be his turn to do it. And um, that's just how we play. Mm, his turn to do it. Yeah. His turn well, to do it. Yeah, Interesting. Well, it, what's funny, too, it's somebody asked Devin Booker about, hey, man, you got to be really tired, aren't you? you only, you've only rested 12 minutes in the last two games. His response was, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have been out of either of the games. Yeah. Con- contrast that with Kawhi. Just if you if you must. Yep. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. But Devin Booker talked about Kevin Durant's turn coming. Will that be tomorrow afternoon in L.A.? We'll get into KD. And more Suns Clippers next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers. Now. 
stolen by Paul. Into the forecourt comes CP3. He's got numbers. Feeds Durant. Straight to the rim for the right hand. Thunder jam for Kevin Durant. And the Suns have their biggest lead of the night. 79-66 with... I mean, it's, it's what you want in the playoffs. One, it, it gives you a chance to set your defense. And two, you got a guy that can make, you know, those free throws. And so he draws so much attention. And when he does get the ball, they're all over him. You know, I, there are times where I think he's not getting uh, the benefit of, the you know, the call as far as the physicality that's being implemented on him. Uh, he gets frustrated with it, but we need a guy like that getting to the line because, again, he can make shots and it allows for us to set our defense. And you get a break, you know, when you're playing guys in minutes like that. That's Monty Williams talking about Kevin Durant's ability to get to the free throw line. That ability was certainly displayed last night. Durant hitting all 11 of his uh, free tosses from the uh, line. 28 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, 2 steals. Did have 6 turnovers, and as I mentioned, 11 of 11 from the line. And we're talking in the previous segment, Bick, about you know the way the, the the landscape of this series right mm-hmm. now. This has been a Devin Booker series, especially games two and three. It's just been incredible. So we're still waiting for that Kevin Durant game. When's it coming? Now the Clippers could very well change their defensive strategy completely for Game Four. Last night it was make things difficult on Kevin Durant and live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Those consequences were Devin Booker dropping forty five on him. Um, Here's what is amazing, and again, it, it sounds like you know uh, I sound like a broken record when I say this. We're still waiting for this Kevin Durant game. In three games in this series, he's averaged forty three and a half minutes. He's shooting fifty one percent from the floor. He's made ninety six percent of his free throws. Twenty six point seven point seven rebounds, seven assists, over a steal and a block a game. And we're still waiting for him to have the breakout. Well, game. and only, he's unbelievable. Not only that, it just his presence on the floor has just unlocked everything that Devin Booker's yeah. been able to do. It's it's the teammate he's been waiting a lifetime for, and it's and it's it's remarkable. So yes, I agree with you. the The scoring, the volume scoring, comes so effortless to him. He's such an efficient player. He's such a reliable shooter. And he's really almost too willing of a passer. I mean, you could. Torrey Craig fortunately made that three point shot last night. I'm not sure you want him making that pass. I was thinking in such a big moment in the game, he got the ball and passed it up. To yeah. an open guy, yeah. but if Tory Craig misses that oh, shot, we're uh, yeah. talking about today. You're like exactly right, yeah. But here's uh, Monty Williams talking about that late pass that Durant made. Yeah, it's just Kevin makes the right plays. You know, I think that's another thing that not many people talk about. They talk about the scoring, but the ability to make the right pass, no matter who it is, whether it's Biz in the pocket, Da in the pocket, or Tory in the corner. I think that gives those guys confidence to know that a guy like Kevin is willing to get off the ball and, and trust them with it. You guys are right, though. If Torrey Craig doesn't step up and hit that shot from the left corner, we're I thinking know. about why is Kevin Durant giving the ball up? But yeah. it, it, it doesn't register like that with him because of what Monty said. He makes the right play. It's That's the right play in the first quarter. The way he plays basketball, that's the right play in a big, crucial situation in the fourth quarter. LeBron, LeBron's the same way. LeBron has been yep. a willing passer. That's, Absolutely. That's one of the differences between Jordan and LeBron. Jordan would never... It was, it, it was a story for months that Jordan actually passed the ball to Steve Kerr. Like, what? that doesn't yes. happen. I remember attacking LeBron James for giving the ball up in a crucial spot in the NBA Finals. Yep. He kicked it into the corner to Kyle, Kyle Korver. Korver. And Kyle Korver missed the shot. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about attacking him. It was the right basketball play. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Korver's a, a good shooter. Um, 
Those guys, the truly elite, will make the good, the, the right play all the time. Kevin a, Durant is that guy. It's such a, it's such a touchy subject. It's a complicated, nuanced subject because if the guy doesn't make the shot, you, you, you've got all this regret. I mean, you bring in a guy like Kevin Durant, you put the ball in LeBron's hands, and the le- so he takes the Think shot. Think about Game One. Game One. That's all we talked about was that Booker and Durant did not take enough shots in, in the last, you know, six that's minutes right. of the game. It, 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 that's exactly right, and yet. And the, uh, on the flip side, is is it fair to your teammates to suddenly not play the game the right way because of circumstance? It, it really it's it's a fluid situation. Uh-huh. That's a, uh, it's it. You're only right if it works. No matter what side you're on, it, uh-huh. o- you're only right if it works. And that's kind of the deal here. So I'm not sure if I want if if we're talking about the NBA Finals in that situation. I, I'm not sure I don't want Kevin Durant shooting that ball himself. But if Torrey Craig keeps making these open threes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be an element none of us plan for. Yeah, I, I'm really really glad I anchored my X factor of the playoffs to, to Josh Okogie. By the way, <laughs> who Boy, did I nail that? Who, by one? the way, he didn't shoot the ball well. He played 20 minutes off the bench, but five offensive rebounds last night, yeah, seven total, two steals. They got some something got from Josh Okogie. Yeah. They got something from Damian Lee hitting those two threes, yes. which is a good sign. Yes, Bismack Biombo is going to get called on, and and he continues to deliver. Although you know as you. You mentioned the free throw shooting. Hack a biz could become Hack-a. a thing. <laughs> I think Landry Shamit has probably played himself out of playing time for for at least uh, for the short four. term. Yeah, I totally. Agree. He only got what four minutes, then score again. Uh, three minutes and forty four seconds, missed two shots, but still was a plus six. But you're right. Damian Lee gave the team a cu- two really big three point shots. Yeah, here was uh, Kevin Durant talking about Damian Lee. Hey, he's a champion, so you got to give him credit for. Knowing what it is to be a champion and being a champion and just coming to work every day and giving it your all and following the game plan. I think that's what he did when he came out there. Is he stayed ready. He was able to knock down a couple threes, got to the free throw line, but on the defense side of the ball, he was there for us and made the correct plays. And we points to end up with two for three, eight points. You know, that's a, this is huge for us off the bench. Yeah, and you wonder, too, still no campaign. He's missed all three games of this series so far with the quick turnaround. Will he be ready for Game 4? I wouldn't count on it. Uh, the Suns might need to wait till the second round if they get there to have any kind of relief at the point guard spot for, for Chris Paul, who struggled again last night. Uh, want to remind you, the uh, hottest ticket in town, Suns playoff tickets, you can win them. Just text the word TICKET to 620-620. Register and listen for your name Monday and Tuesday during the 7 a.m., 12 noon, and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for Game 5 tickets to see the Suns take on the Clippers. That's TICKET to 620-620. Coming up next, we will open up the phone lines to get your thoughts on what was an entertaining yet ultimately nerve-wracking win for the Suns in Game 3. 602-260-9870 is the phone number. Your call's next on this Friday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers. Now, 
Yeah, Suns win it. Game three in L.A., 129-124 to over the Kawhi Leonardless L.A. Clippers. They take a 2-1 series lead. Quick turnaround for game four. That's tomorrow. We'll see if the Suns can keep this up. Devin Booker playing excellent basketball. I want to get your thoughts on it as well as we open up the phone lines on this Friday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings at 602-260-9870. Why wait? Let's go right to the phones. Out to Tempe and George, who starts us off here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, George. Good morning, and count me uh, as one of the baffled people who doesn't understand why that wasn't a nationally broadcast game. That's absolutely preposterous. It's ridiculous. With the, I, I just don't get that. You know, uh, let's 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 not uh, let's not christen Booker yet as the the greatest ever. I was at that Celtics Bulls game when when uh, Michael hung. Wow! Wow! He's, wow. He's, he's not he, he's not quite there yet, but he's he's, he's coming. He's coming. You know, uh, I'm going to give you a number and see if you can figure out what it is. Forty two. You know what that number is? Jackie Robinson. It's- it's also the total points scored by the Suns bench in three games. Ooh. Oh my goodness. So, you know, here's what I here's what I what I what I glean from that. I think it's a matter of intensity. You know, you look at the rebounds and it doesn't seem like we're out rebounding them, but the people who the team who rebounded more has won every game. But it doesn't seem like we're out rebounding them. It seems like we're getting out hustled. And that comes down to intensity, which in turn, I think, comes down to the coach. And you know what? Between the intensity this team is not playing with at times and the shotgun approach to substitutions, which I can't believe Monty is still trying to t- tinker with after a week off and all the other nonsense that's happened in the last part of the part of the season, I just figure that I look at it like this. I think we have, a, you know, a, we have a, a way forward. And, and you know, Durant's going to going to have his breakout games. He's just he, he's not the intensity issue. He's hanging out on the side on, on the side waiting for waiting to, to need to pick it up if, if if Booker can't do it. So I'm not worried about him, but here's my hot take. If we don't get to the Western Conference Finals and at least have a great showing if not win it, I don't think Monty comes back next year. Ooh. Yeah, I, I've i I've heard some stuff like that, too. I think it really kind of depends on what the journey looks like, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm not sure it's a yeah. championship or bust kind of deal for Monty Williams, but I'll, I, I'll tell you right now, they don't beat the Clippers. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't back. But I think Devin Booker's going to avert that crisis. I think, I think tomorrow um, the Suns have got a great chance to put this team in their rearview mirror, clinch in five, and then get some much-needed rest for these starting players. And to George's first point about uh, being in the Boston Garden in that 63-point game, I mean, sure, Jordan scored 63 against the Celtics in Boston in a playoff loss, but, you know, Booker scored 70 in Boston in a, play- in a loss. <laughs> in a regular so. season yeah. loss, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Michael who? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go out to uh, Santan Valley, talk to Juan, who's up next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Juan. Good morning, boys. How are you doing? Doing well. Well, um, I have a few points. Like, the slow starts are the ones that are really getting me. Like, it's just like like we had to, a chance to put our head, uh, our foot in their throats, and, you know, it took us to, like, literally the fourth quarter to do that, where, like, we I, I saw we should have had, like, our starters resting then. But and then my second thought is, like, I'm, I'm kind of starting to see something from DA where, like, I think that's the intensity that we're looking for, and if he can harness it somehow, I, I feel he's... He's kind of he he kind of knows what's going on now, and I and like KB's the one that like kind of tells him, hey, do this and do that, and he you can see in his eyes that he's like, all right, cool. I even heard him say f the f word in the middle, of, you know, in the broadcasting when he missed, you know, that that jam. 
Uh, and then KD said something that, hey, that should have been the three-point conversion right there. And, and you could you could see in his eyes, yeah. And um, and second of all, thank God for KD and Booker that we have two closers that we I, we don't we don't have to struggle with these guys now. Like if we can come in in this next game and just put our foot on their throat and just make sh- make sure that they know that they cannot beat us without at least Kawhi. You know, like and it's just it's just a. Uh, it's terrible, you know. <laughs> we we couldn't do that off the gate. Yeah, Juan, you bring up some some good points. Uh, yeah, I was having that same feeling watching the second half of that game. Why can't the Suns put this team away? Why can't they put their foot on their throats? It's because the Clippers are real squirmy. <laughs> You try to put your foot on their throat, they're squirming all over the place. And that is just a credit to them. Yeah. The DeAndre Ayton thing, just put Devin or Kevin Durant uh, as at the top of the list, the latest guy that's tried to get to him in in-game situations. Yeah. It's Chris Paul, it's mm-hmm. Devin Booker, it's it's been his entire career. Until yep. DeAndre Ayton decides, I don't need to hear it from anybody else. I know what I need to do to get to that level. Yep. We're going to be and having these discussions. they've tried good cop, they've tried bad they cop, they've tried every they angle. Have. They've tried everything. Yeah, and I'm sure Chris Paul is done with it. it it's it's just, it's so disheartening, and I'm sure he'll be better on Saturday because you know he'll get a talking to, he'll watch film, but it's just got to be it's it's really got to be exhausting. Yes, and, and last night, you know, you look at the 11 rebounds and 12 points, and that's again, I I think it was a bad performance by DeAndre. I agree. He grabbed a key rebound late, but he missed four free throws in the game. It was uh, it was not where it needs to be if the Suns want to accomplish what they've got set out for themselves. Let's keep it going on the phones. Marcus in Phoenix is up next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Marcus. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Doing well. Excellent. Yeah, um, going off of that last caller, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was saying, but uh, I'm not really seeing it from D.A. Um, when you've got Russell Westbrook, who's over there fighting for more rebounds than you, and you're a seven-footer, that's a, a bit puzzling. Um, I'm sitting there in the game, or watching the game, thinking, did uh, Damian Lillard decide to come out the woodwork and whisper in his ear again right before free throws? <laughs> um, yeah. Another thing that's, you know, troubling me is, is really our bench, you know. Um, I see that we need, like, a scoring punch, and I really do like the fact that Monty finally decided to utilize his three-point lethal shooter, who was one of the top in the first half of the league with Damian Lee. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, since we know that we need that jolt, why he hasn't turned to a guy in Terrence Ross, who we know is like a micro scorer who could possibly give that that boost that we need. Yeah, I think he's frightened of uh, Terrence Ross shooting him out of a game. I think it's, yeah, that's really what it is. I think it's also a part of that, too. And and Terrence Ross has got very short stints, and he's an offensive player. He can be that instant offense off the bench, but I think you have to consider Terrence Ross's defensive liabilities or or deficiencies there. But Um, this is the point to me that's weird. Why did they acquire midseason T.J. Warren and Terrence Ross if they weren't going to be able to play at all in the playoffs, neither one of them, because they don't but have they the defense or whatever. They don't know the that scheme. at the time, and, and T.J. Warren got a little run last night, too. I'm not going to completely defend Monty Williams and the usage of, of the bench and, and this rotation, but why do rotations change on the bench? Because players are human, and when you're not getting a lot of playing time, it's hard to 
carve out a role for yourself. If yep. you struggle True. early, the leash is short. And I get it. Monty Williams is tr- is trying his best to find somebody he can plug in that's going to nail down those minutes, and it hasn't happened yet, and they're still up 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 yes, that's a very good point. So uh, there, look, there are a lot of flaws with this basketball. Oh team. my goodness, Tons there's, a ton, there's a ton there's of them. There's a ton of them. But the, the 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 fun part about the NBA this year, especially the Western Conference, the Western Conference is full of flawed basketball. Yes, yes. and the Suns are the only ones with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. That yeah. is true. Let's yeah. uh, close this out with Caden uh, in Mesa, who's up next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Caden. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing well. Good, good. All I have to say is Devin Armani Booker is the <laughs> what best is player in the playoffs so far. Um, on, when he has an impact on games, it just shows game two and game three. When he has an impact on games, no team is going to beat us no matter who's, who are we playing. You saw in game one, um, his stats were there, but just the impact wasn't. And so when he's on... Um, and, you know, when you have KD coming, there's, there's no one that's going to stop the Phoenix Suns this year. I, I hope you're right. It, it is trending that way, and that, but that's just assuming, again, that Devin Booker can stay in this zone that he's in right now. We, we've seen this throughout the season. This might, we, it might go six, seven games at a time when he just cooks fools, and then, and then the shot disappears. Comparatively speaking, and then, and even that Devin Booker's pretty good, but the one now is a guy that could single handedly carry a supporting cast to a championship. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that could be, that could be our destiny. Knock on wood. Yeah, thanks for the phone calls. Good Thank stuff you, today. Yep. You can text your thoughts to the uh, FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next for all the good at the top of the list for the Suns, Booker, Durant, Torrey Craig. Yeah. we got to work our way down that list a little bit and focus on what we're seeing from DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, especially in Game 3. We'll do it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers. Now. It's Friday edition. Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchan Community Studios. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Sarah Cazell, Jared Carlin taking you up until 10 o'clock. Uh, and after the show, just a... A coverage note for you. Right after the show, Bix mm. headed to the airport, headed to Los oh, Angeles yeah. to give his coverage of yes. Game 4 of this series. Yes, couldn't do it today because we didn't want um, a repeat of the Brian Windhorst debacle. <laughs> By the way, I talked to Brian about it. It, it wasn't a, an angry, enraged male. It was an angry, enraged female that he woke up. Ooh. Yeah. And what? he he was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> what would you? How would you react in that situation if you were the neighbor? Because obviously, could you infer that the person is doing something work-related and not just making noise for making noise's sake? No. Like, do you have the right to be upset? No, you probably can't discern what's being said. You know, If you've ever been in that situation where you hear loud talking through a hotel room wall, yeah. uh-huh. it's just the noise of talking. Sounds yeah. like the Charlie Brown teacher. I mean, the loud things you could hear through a hotel wall. Well, yeah. I would rather, I guess I'd rather hear Brian Windhorst talking about NBA playoffs than some other things. going into a radio show, talking really, yeah. Or some other things you could hear in a hotel. Well, that, that, I thought you were all. But I guess it depends on how tired the individual is, what kind of mood they're in. 
since being awakened. If they're, if they're like a hotel valued member and they expect a certain level, do of you know who I am? Satisfaction. Right. Don't right. you know I'm a silver member? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. It's good to have you yeah. here in person. Well, yeah. Yes. On your so, way to LA. So tomorrow is going to be interesting because it's a noon tip. It's a quick turnaround. Um, the Suns have the psychological advantage of they can pretty much put this team to bed with a victory. And as Vinny said, who knows what Kawhi Leonard is where he's going to be on Saturday. It, it, to me, it, it's this is a great opportunity for them. But as we talked about in the last segment, there are obviously some other peripheral issues with this basketball team. Well, we've talked a little bit about D.A. The Chris Paul thing has got me a little bit worried, Vinny. And again, we've said this earlier. I'll say it again. And, and you're not going to find anybody with more respect for Chris Paul than me. In fact, I want this man to get a championship ring so badly. Oh, as a side, as an adjunct to that, did you all see the incredible New Charles Barkley commercial. Oh, I hate it. You hate it? Yeah. Which one? He does. Oh, the one where he's younger younger self. self. You hate that one? Yeah, it creeps me out. Okay. That they recreated his younger self and he's sitting right next to him. I love the fact that the younger (laughs) Charles Barkley says, don't tell me how many championships I I win. I want to be surprised. He goes, oh, you're going to be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's unbelievable. So you don't want Chris Paul to be that guy. No. Right? So, but but I, I'm telling you, Vinny, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if they're going to have to kind of hide him yeah. later on. I don't know. Chris Paul, through three games in this series, is uh, averaging 11.3 points per game, seven rebounds, eight assists, two steals. Those are good numbers. The shooting percentage... We talked about this so much going into the playoffs. The way the Suns have now structured their offense and having Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker on the floor together, it's going to come down to a lot of open shots for Chris Paul. At times in this series, he's turned down those shots. In game two, he hit those shots in the second half and helped really helped the victory. But overall, you're not looking at 18% three-point shooting and being really happy about yeah. it. Because last night, one for eight, two for, or three for 11, uh, two for 11 for the series. The um, the moment, and I, I really took solace in what you said earlier, and I'm going to get to it in a minute, but I, I was really unnerved when Chris Paul so quickly gave up the basketball in that endgame situation because he did not want to find himself back on the free throw line where he had just missed a couple of free throws. That, to me, is a, a, a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen it in less Lesser players. Lesser players don't want the bass. They don't want to be anywhere near it. And Chris Paul was always the other dude. What Vinny said earlier is Chris Paul was stretching out his hand. He did go for an x-ray on it. I'm hoping that that was the story of last night. Because if not, you're looking at a player who's really suffering from a dramatic decline in confidence. Well, do you hope it's that or do you not? I I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I'm looking at the raw numbers. First of all, Chris Paul is being asked to play. Uh, an increased number of minutes. He's averaging 39 minutes per game. He played over 40 last night. The last time Chris Paul averaged over 39 minutes per game in a playoff series was the first round of the uh, Western Conference playoffs in 2015. He was 29 years old at the time. Wow. You look at the shooting percentage, 375. For a playoff series in his career, he's only had one lower shooting percentage, and that was in 2012 with the Clippers when they got swept by the Spurs. He shot 36%. Wow. His free throw shooting, 50%. That's the lowest by far. Um, Three-point shooting, 18.2%, the lowest he's ever had. I'm hope. I actually kind of hope it's just... 
in between his ears as opposed to a physical okay. malady, which we talk about. Yeah, I guess seemingly, maybe you're right. You know, we're talking about every spring, Kawhi Leonard, something happens to him or Paul George for the Clippers. Every playoff run, we're talking about something that's happening with, with Chris Paul. Yeah. It, 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 yes, like clockwork. And so I don't know if down the road, hopefully they can get out of this series, get a nice chunk of rest before having to go to Denver next weekend, train. Maybe even go up to Flagstaff and train at altitude, get campaign back, and be prepared to further diminish the role of Chris Paul just in case. I, I'm not. I'm not advocating for it now. But but the the goal here is not to get to the second round of the playoffs. The goal is to get to a championship, and. I just I don't know. I'm a little afraid about diminishing returns with CP3. Thing I'm worried about, and and maybe I'll be wrong about it, but they're getting so much more than expected from Tory Craig. You would think eventually that's going to wear off, and you're going to need. There's going to be a game where they're going to need something from Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton, like more than they've been given. And I just hope it's there. I agree. I hope it's there too. And those two guys, something I brought up earlier in our conversation with Kellen Olson. One of the things that bothered me the most about last night's performance from a Suns perspective was the defense on dribble penetration, especially in the fourth quarter when the Clippers were feverishly trying to get back into the game and they had five guards. I mean, whoever the guard was was just obliterating his his defender off the dribble one-on-one, and on the back end of it, there was very little rim protection. And, and Monty Williams did counter that by having DeAndre Ayton in the game. And... It was still a layup line. Mm-hmm. I think of 14 buckets the Clippers made in the fourth quarter, 10 of them were layups. Yeah. Or right at the rim. Yeah. That needs to be shored up. And that, you know, is somewhat incumbent on Chris Paul or whoever is that, that in, yeah, initial defender, uh, you know, isolated on the, on the dribble penetrator. But DeAndre Ayton's got to do a better job of protecting the rim. Yeah, too. so does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I don't know why he's been, uh, he was very poor in game one, got a talking to, accepted a responsibility. He was much better in game two and he was terrible last night. Let's, yeah, let's hope he finds a higher plane. I, I mean, the, Again, the the frustrations are that, as we said earlier, with Chris Paul, you feel bad for him because it's a can't issue. With Da, it's a won't issue, and that is hard to reconcile, especially after getting his bag, after getting his money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game four tomorrow, twelve thirty. Tip eleven o'clock is when the pregame coverage starts on uh, Arizona Sports uh, app and ninety eight seven. Of course, Bick will be there. Kellen Olson will be there. You can catch all their stuff on ArizonaSports.com. Coming up next, we hit the nine o'clock hour here on this Friday with some social studies. Sarah Cazell will take us through it. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.